0: Hello and welcome to the Investors Chronicle Companies and Market Show. I am John Human, back from my travels, uh, joined today by Megan Boxer. How are you doing, Megan?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Excellent. And Tom Dines, how are you, Tom? Good, thanks. How's things been?
1: Yeah, fine. Quite a lot of results. But kind of the, like, tail end of results, which feels like a bit of a drag. A lot of relatively obscure companies in this week's magazine.
0: Aim, is it? largely mm. or
1: yes, a lot of aim,
0: and and the same next week as well. Looking yeah. at the flat plan, a it's lot, uh, yeah, lot a lot of, of uh, yeah. You you think it would calm down this time of year, but yeah, no, it's
1: just going on and on.
0: Yeah, well, you know that's what we're here for. Um, obviously, the bulk of the magazine this week is taken up with the top one hundred funds.
1: Yeah, it's huge.
0: It's absolutely huge. It always is huge, but it's it's very it's a very important and popular feature. It's the week where we we companies guys uh, take a step back but we've, we've got plenty to talk about this mm. week anyway we'll stick to to the news obviously we haven't really featured on the features front this week Next. but lot's going on in your sector megan
1: yeah it's been an interesting week
0: and tom you've written the sex focus about recruiters yep. recruiters and some stuff in the energy sector the 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 yeah. much unloved energy sector and and is there anything more to love or is it getting just getting worse and
2: worse fewer things to love yeah the problem or the perceived problem with the sector so far has been household supply and uh, SSE has just warned about wholesale.
0: So, okay. Mm-hmm. And as you say, of results, so we can kind of dip in and out of those. Uh, sure. Let's, I mean, let's, let's go back to uh, SSE. Let's start with energy. The dividend is the worry here.
2: Yeah, they say it isn't. But uh, essentially, what's happened is the weather has been too good. It's been too hot, too dry, and too still. So you have less energy consumption. And um, less renewable generation, because they run hydroelectric and wind, so mm-hmm. less flowing water, less wind, and to stop it all off, gas prices are high, so wholesale prices are are higher than they would have been otherwise
0: okay, so that sounds like a pretty noxious combination mm. so I mean we 're focusing on SSC because obviously they 've had some stuff out presumably this affects the whole sector, but talk us through what SSE have said about this this noxious combination of uh, good weather.
2: Yes, so essentially it's, it's pushed down demand and the wholesale energy has become more expensive which is expected to have a combined effect uh, of pushing adjusted operating profits to about half of the level they were in the first half of last year.
0: Right. Um, okay. okay. I mean so that's that's a massive hit. I mean, you know, weather whether, th- whether yeah. is quite unpredictable. You'd have thought these guys were y- kind of used to dealing with this kind of Yeah. This kind of unpredictability. Well, I mean, that's a big swing. And and mm. and you know, it's, it's, Utilities are. are you know, we have always held them up as being fairly reliable yes, in what they absolutely. offer investors.
2: SSE especially because they're not as exposed to the household supply compared with Centrica. They have a, a quite a wide renewables um, generation side to the business, which uh, we had thought would make it a bit more robust. But no, it's uh, it's th- that seems to be in trouble as well. The um, going back to the dividend point, they they did previously target a range of one point two to one point four times dividend cover they abandoned that in May when they outlined their new dividend plan but um n- not before time this the new consensus figures for ps would would put them below that at uh, the full year so
0: yeah but I mean, this is something we've seen across other sectors as well where mm. where where dividend cover starts to evaporate and you know,
2: yeah
1: and telecom t- telecom sector it's, it's massive problem in further big telecoms companies at the moment their dividends just aren't covered and they haven't been for ages
0: and what, what are they doing Are they I mean, they're essentially paying out of debt then, yeah yeah well
1: BT is I don't even know what they're paying out of because they don't know where they're scraping their money together but Vodafone as well is is paying out of debt at the moment and it's uh, yeah it is definitely a risk when you buy these companies for their income
0: mm. well, dividends in the UK are sacrosanct however so you, you mm. can imagine that SSC will be doing they've denied that the dividend is at risk yes they'll absolutely. be doing everything they can to more borrowings then presumably
2: I guess it would have to be, yeah. They um, they were very quick to say that they are sticking to the dividend plan they've outlined, but um, as as we've said in the in the piece, it's just not a direction of travel we're happy with.
0: Yeah, and the share, I mean, the shares took a, a beating on this.
2: Real beating. They're down about nine percent uh, in in early trading. They closed well down. It's uh, yeah. I, th- I think people have been scared off. It's been a tough sector anyway, so this is probably. Just destroy it, break the camel's back. I
0: have to say it's a sex I would not buy for their dividends, despite the fact that sometimes you look at them and on paper they look attractive. But uh yeah. actually I think we've got some shares in Centrica in the human household and uh not been the greatest investment. <laughs> <laughs> we inherited them and uh we should have sold them, we didn't, and uh right. yeah, household energy is not somewhere you really want to be. No
2: and SSC is actually getting out of that but the problems are elsewhere as well
0: what's it doing in, i mean we've we've changed our view on the shares haven't we
2: yeah so we were recommending a buy we've now moved that to a hold
0: are they doing is there anything they're doing to kind of overcome this 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 weakness is you know you say they're transitioning the model away from household energy mm. does that but we've always said it should protect them in some ways yeah are we, are we less con- convinced that that's the case now uh, or, or do they still have advantages over some of their more household-oriented
2: peers? I would argue that, yes, they do. Um, weather is unlikely to stay unseasonably dry, still, and and uh, warm. So you, you can't really control for that. And I'd imagine, given the reaction to this, they will be doing more to try and diversify away from that. Mm. The standard play for the supply companies has been to focus on business supply, which they've been doing quite well. It's just that... Um, the the consensus view had been that household supplies where all the problems are, and now it appears that there are wider problems as well.
0: Yeah, you would imagine. You would imagine. That, well, they've got to be keeping their fingers crossed that we don't have any kind of recession in the near future as well. And mm. we'll come on to that again yes. because uh, obviously that is something that the recruiters uh, keep a close eye on and are mm. a bellwether of too. Uh, interesting. On the same page, you have a story about Ashted uh, Going back yes. to my trip to the US, yes. uh, I mentioned in my editorial about um, US uh, infrastructure. Uh, or rather the lack of Ashton is a company that 's supposed to be you know th- that is v- very much uh, exposed to to the, the u s infrastructure mm, improvements so what 's happening
2: here all good things they're consistently beating expectations uh, repeated analyst upgrades essentially, what it boils down to is this company is far more exposed to the u s market than uh, its its u k listed peers Sunbelt is their big u s business they also have a, a Canadian uh, arm of that which is starting to do quite well. And um, they really, really did well off the back of uh, a number of hurricanes last year, helping with the rebuilding after that. And Wait,
0: we've got some more on the way now, yeah. haven't we? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Florence. Right there. Mm. Is that what it's called? Mm. It's Florence, is yeah. it? Yeah, okay, all right.
2: And, uh, yeah, and then, so that also, Donald Trump, very big on infrastructure, uh, campaigned, at least in part, on being the builder-in-chief, so... All the, all the signs are good for the U.S. infrastructure market.
0: So, 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 yeah, I mean, Donald Trump obviously spoke a lot about infrastructure, big big yeah. sort of campaign promise. And I can see why that resonated, having, having recently been there. Um, but, yeah, so the money's actually coming.
2: Certainly seems so, yeah.
0: Okay. And we, we, we like the shares here? Yes, we do. They do look reason, very reasonably priced.
2: Well, that's why they're still on a buy.
0: 14 times earnings. Yeah. Very reasonably priced.
2: Yeah. Up on the original tip as well. Okay,
0: good. Let's stick with the US and, and talk about your big news story this week, Megan, which is Consult Medical. Um, a huge problem for the US is the opioid crisis.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I awful. didn't see
0: much of that, thankfully. That is good. Um, but but this is a really, really fascinating story. I mean, it's mm. incredible that it's got to the stage it has. Talk to me what's happening there.
1: Yeah, so the, it is, like you say, it's, it's unbelievable how they've let this problem escalate to the level that it has it it's something which has come about over many years of aggressive marketing of opioid-based painkillers um, people getting a knock on the knee playing hockey they would be prescribed an opioid painkiller because there were loads of doctors who were being sold these treatments in the late 90s early 2000s by the companies that were making them and they weren't being told that there were potential side effects, which was addiction. Mm. I and mean, yeah, come on, there's probably a little bit of common sense in there. But at the time, it, this was a brand new market and they were being sold and, and uh, marketing people have since admitted that they were being sold to unexperienced doctors on purpose because those were the kind of people who they can sell them medicines too
0: it's a funny market there isn't it in the way that drugs are marketed oh, yeah, and resold i mean there, there's certain incentives that that um what do you call them? mds yeah uh get for for prescribing drugs from certain companies lots exactly. of lots of money flowing around lots of back so
1: people have said that they were in in the past getting like upwards of a hundred thousand dollars for like as a as a bonus for getting people to prescribe these painkillers these painkillers which have been the root of what is now being called an epidemic of of opioid addicts
0: yeah and and you know there have been a number of um very high profile deaths in mm. the us that, that have been potentially linked to yeah. this to this problem uh we won't name them uh is it, i'm scared of maybe anything in relation i have to looked this at science. this yeah
1: <laughs> i have looked at this before and the the list is is worrying like yeah. how many and it is it's so many so many actors and actresses have I mean, yeah, accidental or otherwise, overdosed on what, a lot of the time, are prescription painkillers. I can get my head around the fact that there are drug addicts out there who take heroin and cocaine, but the fact that people are able to go to their doctor and ask for something which ends up giving you a way worse illness. I mean, in the UK, Ant, as in Ant and Deck, is the most obvious example of someone who this has happened to. He's a normal guy, and he's ended up addicted to drugs because his doctor pre- prescribed him something which had opioids in it. And in the UK? So this yeah. is a
0: problem here too? Oh, yeah, it's a massive
1: problem in the UK as well. It's just right. a much bigger problem in the US.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. But okay. yeah, it's
1: it's a shocking problem which has come about. And one of the main causes, the, the thing that people are pointing to the most is the drug called Oxycontin, which was made by a company called Purdue Pharma. And uh, which was run by the Sackler family, who are known for their philanthropic work and giving money to museums, and a lot of their money had come from OxyContin and the aggressive marketing it put behind it, and how much money this this painkiller made uh, through the late 1990s and early 2000s. I mean,
0: but you could argue they probably didn't. Foresee the repercussions of this approach. No. N- um, I don't
1: think anyone could have foreseen no, quite how no, bad it is.
0: A- a- absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so, so we have this problem. You know, it's come about f- however it's come about, it's mm-hmm. come about. It's yeah. here. Um, so, what, what Cosmic Medical is doing, and which is another company in the UK, which we've obviously covered for a long time, as mm-hmm. uh, uh, in fact, even before it was a publicly listed company in its own right in Divior, which was part of Benckiser, uh, mm-hmm. they are dealing with the problem. Yes yeah, so, the kind of the cleanup crew Exactly as it were. so
1: the fact that there's this massive market now for treating addicts means it's a that's a huge opportunity for pharmaceutical companies and Indivia well Reckitt Benckiser saw that opportunity and tried to exploit it with a couple of drugs in 2014 it Reckitt Benckiser clearly realized that this was a very attractive market but it has become less attractive because there is so much competition there now.
0: Well, they were always worried about generic competition, exactly. weren't they? yeah. Um, so
1: they uh, they spun out Indivia into its own company, where it's been listed in the UK since 2014. Since then, it's spent far more money on fighting off legal battles and protecting its patent than it has on actual R&D. We do not like Indivia. It, I, I don't understand how it's got itself into this position. It's in arguably one of the most exciting pharmaceutical markets at the moment, and it's not spending money on R&D. It's spending it on fighting legal battles. It
0: it was always a bit of a problematic... component of the wreck it story because I used to, yeah, I used yeah. to cover that and, and, and they would always kind of report it separately. You know, Wreck-It's doing well, wreck yeah, doing yeah. well and, and in Divwell there was always some, something going on yeah. which, which you know, queered the, the story as it were for wreck it overall. So I can not,
1: see why they spun it out.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't, it's not really in line with their strategy. No. It's, it's it's pure farmer yeah. whereas they're, they're kind of more like, uh, you know, Household, household products kit, and, yeah. and well-being products. Um, so I get it, but yeah, it has always been a, a bit of a nightmare. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the problem then for UK investors, if you want exposure to this market, Indivia has been your only option until now. So this week, Consort Medical, which is a medical device manufacturer, they signed a partnership with a company called Opient Pharmaceuticals, and they make uh, medicines which can be taken when you've overdosed. So they reverse the the symptoms of an overdose especially for things like opioids and fentanyl and all of the real high problem drugs in the US at the fentanyl
0: moment. Fentanyl being that's a s- synthetic opioid. It's a isn't synthetic
1: it? opioid, yeah, but much
0: it, much stronger than
1: Yeah, and much longer lasting as well, so just more addictive. Yeah. So okay.
0: that's the one I've heard a lot about. Yeah,
1: it's the one that gets a lot of these famous people mm. um unfortunately. So Opient pharmaceuticals has developed it's not actually a new drug it's a drug that they've marketed for a long time but they've decided that a better way to make it work well is to take it as a nasal spray and Consort medical has been signed up to make the device which can put you can put the drug in and then you can take it as a nasal spray and it, it works better So, or they think it's going to work better and so that's what they're doing and they'll manufacture the whole drug including the actual pharmaceutical product and the device when it's done and they're expecting that to be a nice new boost to revenues
0: yeah it's interesting i mean you know it's a, it's a potentially huge market because yeah. i think there's a figure in there that i found astonishing uh that's what, eight to twelve percent of, of patients yeah. prescribed with these painkillers are now considered addicts yeah end up developing an addiction millions yeah. and millions of people potentially
1: yeah yeah crazy and there there were, there were loads of stats like that something like 4% of patients who are prescribed painkillers end up taking fentanyl which isn't a prescription drug it's a when an illegal it get, drug yeah it, it, where there's loads of um pill mills they they well that's what they used to be called in the US there's just a big market a big black market for for selling these products, it's awful. It's so sad.
0: Kind of taps into the, the feature from last week. I know, which, uh, which uh, was very, very, very well read. I know actually. it was uh,
1: a really good fit. It's so interesting that that whole sector.
0: Yeah. Uh, so go back to consult medical. Yeah. I mean, let's talk. Let's talk hard numbers have they put anything out there uh, about the size of the opportunity and how this potentially transforms them as a business?
1: No they haven't put anything they haven't put any hard numbers out there because this is still a work in progress it's still in the development stage it's not going to actually have any impact on numbers I think until about 2020 but then it could be massive and the thing that's actually more exciting for Consort Medical is this is only its second partnership which uses both divisions of the business the the actual device manufacturer and the pharmaceutical product manufacturer. So they can make drugs in these massive factories that they have all over the world. And then they fill up their devices. A lot of their historic contracts have been for inhalers and things like that.
0: For asthma. Asthma, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so this is the first contract that you, or the second contract, which uses both parts of the business. Uh, So that's great news because they have all these massive blue chip pharmaceutical companies which are currently using one or the other part of the business so this kind of contract can show that it can do both and the opportunity now is huge we really like Consort medical it's a, a good company we've had it on a buy for a while
0: yeah mm-hmm. doing well
1: yeah it is doing quite well but uh, it has been quite a long time so how, it should how, be doing
0: well how big is it incidentally big um i mean not not sort of 50, uh, 50. 50, 50, yeah. 50 big okay yeah. okay so so you know potentially a massive company in the making, yeah. really.
1: Yeah. The problem it has is getting to the massive level is quite hard. They're, it's a highly fragmented market. There are about five huge companies. And then there's a big drop down until you get to consort. So taking the next step up is a challenge, but I think they can do it. Or a
0: takeover target.
1: Or a takeover target.
0: Or a takeover target, indeed. Another interesting story from the healthcare sector around care homes, Caretech Cambian, Tell us about it.
1: Caretech is buying, hoping to buy Cambian, And Cambion had numbers this week. And they were really good, which was really surprising because Cambian has been a basket case for a couple of years. It had a very overly optimistic acquisition strategy. It, its margins were hugely eroded and it was ended up breaching its banking governance, three profit warnings in the space of about four months, and had to sell half of its business to make sure it didn't go bust. Caretech has seen this opportunity and has decided to buy what's left of Cambian. It's a it's a pretty ambitious acquisition, but it's a reverse takeover. Cambian is actually bigger than Caretech. But Caretech is a really, really well-run business. So getting its hands on another whole load of care homes sounds sensible. And now that Cambion's actually doing quite well, it could be good.
0: Yeah, a d- difficult sector. I know in yeah, the, I yeah. mean uh, going back some years you know we, we had very a lot tough. of uh, a lot of companies run into trouble here generally, yeah. generally through over leverage um mm-hmm. but they but, but yeah it is a, an operations story so yeah if you've got a, if you've got a firm that's a good operator and can project
1: this Yeah can plug and Caretech scale, is then. yeah Caretech's just done so well the last few years have been really challenging with all the increase in staff costs because of the national living wage and things like that and Caretech's managed the situation yeah. very sensibly
0: Staffing let's stick with staffing Tom, talk us through the sex focus.
1: Yeah, sure. So basically, the recruiters,
2: especially the big ones, uh, Robert Walters, Hayes and Page, have been doing really well in recent years, but it's kind of a question of how far they can go. Given how cyclical the businesses are, as soon as something happens to global sentiment, we can expect them to to take a bit of a downturn. And with all the talk about a trade war between China and the United States, essentially questions are are bubbling up. Is this the thing that's going to tip them off
0: so the uk has been a big chunk of these guys business less so now and brexit is obviously has been the big worry for them why is a trade war so much of a worry
2: well as our broker's view points out essentially say a trade war breaks out it will do one of two things if it affects confidence like uh, in 2008 then it's bad because when people are less confident they stay in their jobs and when people stay put recruiters don't make money Mm because they can't place them but if it affects labor movement then demand for skilled workers goes up. Employers are willing to pay more and therefore uh, they need the expertise of recruiters, essentially, in sourcing candidates and placing them in those jobs. So it kind of depends on what you end up getting. If confidence is affected, then uh, it's bad. If um, labour movement is affected, it's good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's quite interesting. It's kind of of binary. Mm. Um, So, you know, from an investment perspective, that's hard to make a call on very how will we I mean I know the broker Agent Kesey used to worked with him years ago, actually oh, right. yeah H- how are they seeing this panning out? I-, I think he read that yes this this there is a potential Armageddon scenario, mm. but they're not really thinking that's likely to play out and from what i've seen of the, the you know the, the talk of trade war, we haven't really seen a real trade war kicking off yet there's, there no. seems to be a lot of concessions and a lot of uh,
2: absolutely yeah so the the consensus view is that there's a lot of shouting and banging but essentially it's all going to work out fine there's no sort of idiots around the table that said um president trump's very unpredictable and uh, no one wants to kind of no one wants to rule anything out because he's he's proven himself to be quite changeable
0: as i say in my editorial investors should always expect the unexpected <laughs> <laughs> i know i no, I, genuinely, I genuinely think that's true so, our view on the recruiters is presumably guided by this somewhat. I mean, what, what do we think of them? Um, you know, much more globally diversified businesses yeah. nowadays. But then, the, the global economy is much more uh, closely intertwined than it perhaps ever used to be. Yeah. So, does does that really protect them? You know, if the, if there is a, a downturn, if there is a trade war, everyone's going to get hit. Mm. Um, h- h- how are we uh, approaching that from an investment perspective?
2: So, we are still tentatively positive on them, as as the graphs and the features show very different shape of business from where they were in 2008, a lot more globally diversified and a lot more able to ratchet up and down between permanent and uh, temporary work. Mm-hmm. So when, when confidence falls, another thing that, that happens is people are much more willing to bring on contractors as opposed to committing to a permanent uh, permanent job. And they're, they're very easy to switch between those two, which does make them a bit more resilient. Yeah, so There's yeah. still a danger, but less so.
0: Yeah, so we always do favourites and outsiders in the sector focus. Yeah. And uh, you've... Uh, they're all favourites, apart from one.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, some more than others. Hayes and Robert Walters, I'd say, are the, are the, the big ones. Uh, and then Gattaca has been... It's kind of the classic story. They were very UK-focused and still are. They've been working on diversifying, but it, it's been a real challenge. They have uh, they did a big international review of their business, and they're, they're pulling out of quite a few places and consolidating their UK operations, so it's it's not quite happened for them.
0: So they've tried... And struggled to, to, to internationalise themselves. Yes. Okay, before we sign off, let's uh, let's quickly uh, run through the, the results section. Um lots and lots this week, as we said. Uh, lots of sectors we're not gonna talk about. Uh, food, I noticed there's a, a few things uh that that I found it's back of all is not a company I've never looked at before. No. It's quite new to market, I think.
1: I think it must be. Global, because I hadn't heard of it until this week either. Yeah,
0: global bakery business. Mm. Uh, interesting. In the week of Bake Off.
1: Oh, I love Bake Off.
0: Yeah. Um, but we're not going to talk about Bake Off because it's an investment podcast. Um, I know you want to talk about Abcam. Mm. Tell me about Abcam. This is a, it's, it's kind of the picks and shovels of the pharmaceutical
1: industry. Yeah, that's exactly how it describes itself. It, it, it provides antibodies to research and, and medicine and doctors and all sorts. And it's a, it's a really interesting company and it's been a massive success story on AIM. It's one of AIM's biggest companies and it had results this week which were fine. They were in line, but the share price fell as much as 30% on the morning of the of the numbers, which was a huge move, obviously, for a company of its size. It's yes. a it's a £3 billion company. It's so an ugly graph. It is. It's a very ugly graph. At the end. <laughs> the, rest rest the rest graph. of it is lovely, yeah.
0: but that, that yeah. last bit is, is yeah. horrible.
1: And people were suggest- saying is this going to happen again? Is is Abcam just too expensive? Because even though it fell, I think it ended the day down about 15% on uh, Monday, uh, people are, it's still trading on 40 times forward earnings, which is still, it's just a, so expensive. And it's always expensive. But it's also extremely easy to say about that, about Abcam. It's too expensive. It's going to fall again. Any kind of, even in line performance isn't good enough. But actually, if you'd said that, in March twenty fourteen when the share price fell twelve percent off the back of inline results, you'd have missed out on two hundred and eight percent share price growth. This is a long term company. It's a long term investment and yeah, it may may have other little wobbles along the way, but we are in it for the long haul.
0: Our readers are a little bit worried.
1: Yeah, they are. And there was a comment on the article which said why would I hold this company this year when it's gonna probably fall again and it doesn't pay a particularly generous dividend which is a fair point but we're not saying hold it for a year we're saying hold it for 10 and i i think in the long run you would be foolish to sell out of abcam maybe take some profits because yeah the share price has done extremely well in the last year even including that fall um maybe slice off the top what you what you've made but i definitely say keep something in there this is a this is a market leader in a sector which is only going up medical devices med healthcare is a sector which is always going to be growing and abcam has its hands in every little pocket of that because it's a global company which provides to the research it provides to the actual drug developers and the pharmaceutical company and it's a it's a very well-run business
0: don't panic. Then, Don't I panic guess, is the uh, is the advice there. Although hold yeah. rather than buy.
1: Yeah, it's too expensive to buy. Forty times is is too expensive. And there there probably will be other entry points which are better at a time when maybe it's got it's made an acquisition and its earnings are going to be accelerating faster. There's always there's always an opportunity, but you just got to wait for it. And yeah. right now is not the time to buy Abcam. Indeed.
0: Say. Indeed, uh, there's some other interesting results this week that I know you both neither of you covered. But I mean, JD Sports. Wow, that I mean, that, that's a pretty share price graph. Yeah, likes to be to be in there, especially the U-
1: considering the timing that we tipped it as well. When did Begin- we tip it? Beginning of this year, right oh, at the bottom. I
0: think we've been tipping this for about a decade. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah the US. It's you know one of those companies disproving the theory yeah, that I British knew. companies can't win in in in, yeah. in the states,
1: and everyone still shops there in the UK as well.
0: Yeah, I know. I've been in those shops. They're hideous. I go with my kids.
1: They are, they're really stressful shops, actually. They are really stressful.
0: Yeah. Oh, are you young enough to still actually buy stuff in there, Tom?
1: No, definitely
2: not. <laughs> I'm agreeing that it's stressful.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, Dunham, another, another retail story, not been great, which has uh, had a really de- reasonably decent week. Yeah. So, yeah, retail. Is you it love about retail, to- don't you, John? Oh, God, of course I do. I used to cover retail. Lots and lots in the magazine. Hundreds of pages of the top 100 funds. Uh, actually, more like some 40. Phil Oakley's second column for the magazine, Aston Martin. I, I, I briefly mentioned this in an editorial recently, expressing some uh, scepticism that this was not a very opportunistic IPO. Phil's put some uh, some meat around that, and, and what a fantastic column it is. It does is. sound a
1: bit strange, the Aston Martin IPO. It doesn't really seem the purpose of listing.
0: Well, Phil and I have discussed. This. It's luxury, uh, you know. It's kind of tapping into uh, the global luxury trend. There is, there is, um, uh, there is kind of cashing out element to it. I think, which yeah. is which is Phil's main point. You know, mm-hmm. if this money was being raised to reinvest in expanding this business, then that would be absolutely. I will not say it would be absolutely fine, but you can understand it a bit more. There seems to be yeah. people getting out, and uh, yeah, never the greatest IPO rationale to see. Lots in the personal finance. And fun section apart from the uh, Top One Hundred Funds. Don't know where, found no, the where they found the time. To do I that. know, it's extraordinary. Uh the usual tips and tip updates and lots of results and some other comment as well, apart from Phil. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Tom, and thank you all for listening. Pick up the magazine in all good news agents. Uh, this week's cover, Top One Hundred Funds, our pick of the UK's best actively managed funds. Lots and lots of ideas in there for those of you who like to use funds to build your portfolios. I will be back next week. Have a great weekend. Speak to you later.